I learned from there is what shaped me as an adult. So we, I came to United States when I was about 15 years young with my five siblings. However, going back as an older child is I would fetch for my family. I would cook, I would clean, I would wait in line for food, sometimes not knowing if I was gonna make it to the beginning of the line, if my family was going to have food. Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host mother hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy. But sisters, we are making it happen, even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Rakshana Treem came to the United States as a former refugee and immigrant from Mozambique in the 1990s. She overcame sexual abuse and became an advocate for parents and child care providers to support them on their healing journey. She is now the founder and CEO of Women's Lifestyle Coaching, where she helps women overcome their rough past and create their desired beautiful life through her coaching business, whether it's one-on-one coaching, public speaking coaching, nature retreats, online programs, and building communities. Rukshana is also the founder of the Fermina Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which helps build schools in Mozambique. And later on, she wants to expand it to Malawi and Zambia, Africa. Rukshana holds a Bachelor's of Science degree in Human Development and worked as early childhood teacher, trainer, and mentor. When she's not working, she's spending time with her kids and husband. She also volunteers taking women on outdoor adventures, hiking, and backpacking. Sisters, please help me in welcoming the mother hustler mothering the world this week, Rakshana Treem. Welcome back, everybody, to another beautiful episode. And this one, I'm super excited for her to tell this mother hustler's journey because I've actually never met her in person, but I feel like I'm so strongly connected to her. We met through another acquaintance and another friend, and and then fate had, had it that we actually have so much mutual friends and I can't believe we haven't run into each other and we may have but 
it's like so many people, wonderful people to meet in the local area. So welcome, Rukshana. Thank you so much, Karine, for having me here. I am honored for uh, to be on this beautiful platform and to just be here and share my journey. So thank you for having me. You are so welcome, sister. And I'm really excited to dive deep into what happened to you because I think what happens to us in the past is truly the driver of our future, right? And so I love hearing people's story when they were a child. So um, take us through that journey as a child and how do you think that the experience in your childhood and the way that you were raised by your mom and dad or your mom, especially, if you have a really good relationship with her, I would love for you to pay tribute to her and give her some kudos as well, because those are the real mother hustlers, is the mother hustlers who raised us, that became mother hustlers as well. So um, I'll just give it all to you and allow you to tell that journey. Absolutely. Again, thanks again for having this presence of me here today. So my journey started in Mozambique. I am, um, I was born in Mozambique and Mozambique is in Africa. And due to the war, uh, my family migrated to the next country, which is called Malawi. And when we migrated at that time with a family of five, we hiked about two days into this country, small country, to find asylum away from the war. Mm. And then when we arrived in Malawi, we had stayed there about five years in the refugee camp, just trying to settle in, to fit in, get to know the culture. And just about when we're about settling in after five years, my father at that time said, you know, it is best to move to another country, which is the next neighboring country called Zambia. Mm. So again, our family packed up again. At that time, we're a family of seven. We packed up all our stuff and hiked for another two days. Uh, we call it walking across the mountain, but I call it hiking now. Wow. Uh, we hiked for two days um, with no food or water, carried all of our stuff and luggages on our head through the mountains and arrived in Zambia for in the refugee camp. And then we stayed there in, an, in the refugee camp until I was 15. At that time, I believe that in my teen years, that's when my life started began shaping who I was going to become. I really feel it was a gift to live in that experience because of the skills that I learned from there is what shaped me as an adult. So we, I came to United States when I was about 15 years young with my five siblings. However, going back as an older child is I would fetch for my family. I would cook, I would clean, I would wait in line for food, sometimes not knowing if I was going to make it to the beginning of the line, if my family was going to have food. Um, I made sure that when my, my father and my mother was out searching for money and doing little jobs here and there, I was responsible to take care of my siblings, my other four siblings. Mm. So again, that shaped me for who I have become today. But also a little bit um, is... I had, I'm a survivor of sexual abuse of a family member for that long, from age five to age 15. So mm -hmm. I had to learn through all that process to speak up and to seek my needs, to advocate for myself because I, my existence was for everybody else. So it has been an incredible journey through all of that. That's, you know, when I came to the United States with that pain, with that wounds, 
from my past, uh, my traumas, and I started running away from all the problems, causing more harm to myself. You know, I started, uh, you know, being in not healthy relationship. I met my ex-husband at that time who gave me the beautiful gift of life. I had three beautiful children and he was also, he's also from Africa. And uh, through that, I learned, you know, to be a parent and also still learning how to be a parent because now my kids are in their 20s. Wow, girlfriend. Wow, you gave me a ton of goosebumps. And there, there is something to be said with the power of adversities, right? And as I was listening to your story, and this is just scratching the surface of your story, I like... I almost cried about your story because when you look at hiking and walking and how old were you when you guys did the first one? So I was five years young at the time when we left and then I was 10 years young when we left again. So it was five years. It's like five years at a time. Yes. And then I was five years when I came to United States. Wow. I mean, 15, so, I was 15 years when I came. Yeah, it's like five, five, five. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you talk about being the oldest that's responsible for your younger siblings. Is that right? How many siblings do you have? And are you the oldest? I have four siblings. And yes, I am the oldest. Very. Um, a lot of our awful memories and the details of our memories are buried in our subconscious cemetery is what I like to call. Yep. Some of them. I just started remembering them. And, you know, I think once we heal, and that's, I think when I know that I've, I've healed from it is that I start remembering more details of it. And then I have no problem talking about it. Even when the emotions come, I just let it all out. So if you don't mind, can we go back to that moment and like really tell your tale about that moment? If that's something that you've healed from and okay to talk about, because I think that by you telling this story, it gives other maybe kids that are going through or have gone through that permission to also heal. And I think we're all built and created to heal each other through our stories. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, yes. So the abuse started somewhere between four and five. Um, I don't know my exact age, but when I go back in my mind um, and I kind of remember those details, I was, so my mom was homeschooling my older sisters and um, I was being really um, noisy and obnoxious and interrupting them. And so she told me to go outside. Um, and so it was, it was somewhere in that age where I was too young to be in school yet. Um, so that's where I kind of say somewhere between four and five. Um, so I went outside and um, was just sort of playing around and I'm guessing it was sometime in the spring because um, my abuser was on driving a tractor tilling a field mm -hmm. and so I went out and decided children now that really can resonate to us when we were a child that are right now as we are talking here could be you know, getting a hold of this podcast and listening to it while they're in the situation. So I wanted it to also become an escape for them and something for them to listen to that. Look at these used to be kids that are now hosting podcasts that are now 
you know, authors, there's, there's unlimited potential for them. So I want you to speak to them Absolutely. and talk to them about, you know, what's on the flip side if they're going through mm -hmm. the same things you and I had gone through for whatever it is that they're going through. Like how, what is the inspiring message you can give them? Mm -hmm. What really was inspiring for me and really held the glue in my life to be able to go through all of those things and still come out a whole person was that I knew I wasn't the only one mm -hmm. dealing with this. Even as a child, I knew I wasn't the only child on the planet. And I knew that there had to be other children like me. And I would really honestly think the nuggets that I practiced to share to the audience on Saturday at Impactful People Northwest. This was the nugget that came out because of the timer that I, I can't say that she messed up because she didn't know any different, right? She messed up from everybody else's vision, but from her point of view and from her perspective, she didn't because she didn't know what she, you know what she was doing. She didn't know what she what she didn't know. And I know that by giving grace to her, she's going to be brave next time to do it again. And I think that's why people are afraid to do things over again and try again because we people from the exterior, we judge people based on our story. Her story is very different. Her story is she is green to these kinds of things. And our story is different. My, From my perspective, I'm very experienced in these things, right? But from her perspective, she's very green to it. And we must understand each other that our story does not... It's not the other person's story. And you've got to understand where they're coming from. And this is... This is how we create world peace. If we start doing these things, it's going to be a game changer. So I said, when you show up and you just show up with this energy and you just show up so differently from the rest of the world, including your old version of you, that is because you love yourself you're in love with yourself. You've got the law of attraction going for you because you're attracted to yourself. You're connected with yourself within you and you're just so full of it. And Oprah always says, I hate when people say you're full of it because from her perspective, she needs to be full of it. You have to fill your cup first before you can give. You literally cannot give what you don't have. So if you don't have love for yourself, you have no right to be loving others. If you're not attracted to yourself, why should anyone else be attracted to you? Right? You have to practice what you preach and what you're searching for first from within you. This is a game changer and it literally came out of my mouth because of that little adversity we had during the speech. The speech. 
over the weekend. And you can't give love without loving yourself. And so when you show up like this differently and people tell you like there's something about this person that I just want to be so attracted to this person. I just want to work with this person and I just want to be around this person. That's because it's your overflow that they want a part of. And when you're overflowing with love, when you're overflowing with affection, when you're overflowing with connectivity to your own core to yourself, when you are overflowing with attractiveness and attraction to yourself, other people can't help it but see it. And that's why when people tell you you're showing up differently and I want to be around you, you're so positive, it's not because of what you do, it's because of your aura. You literally have this aura of overflowing. That's the energy around you. You're making it overflow. So guys, it was such a wonderful experience. Not, I mean, you have to see the positive in everything. And even though I didn't finish my story about how I influenced my husband, and this is literally how you could be an influence instead of just be a leader. Because a leader... If you think about leaders, you think about corporate America, right? If you think about leadership, you think about a boss telling you what to do, right? Leadership is a behavior and that's when you can influence them. Become Being an influence is definitely something that what you do is what people want. That's what being an influence is. And when you are a leader that can influence people, it's game over. You have the success. You just need to work harder. You just need to figure it out. You need to fine tune a lot of things and you're going to go places. I hope this was a wonderful episode for you. I'm literally recording this on the drive to my first appointment of today in my car. I've got this little nifty microphone that I've bought on um, Amazon that kind of tunes out a lot of the background noise. And if there is a background noise, I'm so sorry. But the content of this solo episode is amazing. And I know you're going to love it. Thank you so much for showing up to this podcast and listening and sharing it to all of your audience and social media. Have a mother hustling day. I love you all so, so much. Hey guys, I just want to let you know that my 10-week campaign for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society has just started March 2nd and we run until May 11th to raise $150,000. We can use any donation, in-kind donation, donation, whatever you can do to share your blessings relative to the blessings that you have. My grandmother always used to say to me, Kareen, when you share your blessings to people, it will come back 10 times more. And I never used to really understand that statement when she used to tell me that when I was a, when, when I was a little girl But now I totally get it. It's like, 
hindsight is always 2020. And I look back to all those messages that she's been sending to me and been just really like educating me about the law of the universe and all these things without really having an explanation because she knew one day I will understand it. Guys, go to my link in my bio on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Kareen Mills. When you click on the link tree, it's www.linktr.ee forward slash Kareen Mills. You'll see a link there for my donation page, and I would love your support. Thank you for always being here. Thank you for always supporting me. And I love you guys so, so much. All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlets. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day.